It's MED Monday! Today, ISO raises are for isolating the weakest players. Everybody studies on Monday! So welcome to the 47th Minimum Effective Dose Monday episode. So I've got another one for you today from Alex Fitzgerald, but this one came directly from his newsletter. I don't know that he published this anywhere, so the only way I got it is by being uh, you know, a subscriber to his newsletter. So if you want to get in on the action, uh, go to pokerheadrush.com and sign up for his newsletter. This um, email that he sent out was called, How Large Should Your Isolation Raise Be? And it's a really good one. He sent it out on December 21st. I'm going to read it for you today. But before I read it to you, once again, 2019 is the year of action. So I'm starting every podcast with an action step. So if you want more out of every piece of poker content that you consume, you're going to put something from it into action in your next play or your study session. So if you only listen to the first three minutes of this podcast, but you decide to step into action with the MED action that I'm about to give you, you have accomplished your purposeful study or your purposeful play for the day. So here is today's MED action. Remember, this is the one thing that you must do to boost those poker skills. Here it is. In your next five play sessions, make your isolation raise sizing bigger in an effort to take down the pot right now or get at most one caller. Limpers are used to limping than calling four or five big blinds. Make your sizing five big blinds plus one per limper at a minimum. Choose hands that play well post-flop and isolate limpers who will fold easily to your c-bet or who will give you maximum value when you hit that top pair or greater hand. Alrighty, so if you want, you can stop the pod right now, but step into action with that, and you will have learned everything that you need to from this podcast. But if you'd like a little bit more, here's the MED idea. Getting heads up as the preflop raiser, whether or not you are in position, is a money-making opportunity. And if you're facing the weakest player at the table in a bloated pot, you have even more profit potential. Alrighty, so that was the MED action and the MED idea. So let's go ahead and get to the article right now. Here it is, some words of wisdom from Alex Fitzgerald. Gambate! You with me? So let's do this thing! How large should your isolation rays be? You have pocket aces. You also have 5,000 in tournament chips at the beginning of an MTT. Most people at the table have that as well. The blinds are 50-100. Three people limp in. It's on you. You're on the button. How much do you raise to? There are no antis, and there is 450 chips in the pot. The vast majority of players here get a little bit cute with their pocket aces. They make it 500. Some go for 550. The right answer, in my mind, is 600 to 700. I believe 600 to 700 is the correct answer because 600 to 700 will get you one caller generally. That calling player will often be the worst at the table. Versus him, you can walk the dog as it were and try to get all of his chips in the middle by the end. 500 used to have merits. Now, people love to call that, thank God. Poker has really opened up. The problem with this is that now if you raise 500, you could possibly get two or three calls. A big pot with aces is nice, but
but generally, multi-way pots do not become very large without someone possessing two pair or greater. Post-flop, if you bet into this large multi-way pot, your opponents will have less of a reason to play one pair. Why is that? Well, you just isolated pre-flop and then fired a c-bet into a large multi-way pot. Second pair is an easy fold here. You likely have something much better than second pair when you take this kind of line. So what are you getting value from in this scenario? You are getting value from precisely top pair. However, top pair will possibly know you have an overpair when you barrel the turn again, so value betting is difficult. The potential upsides are limited in this multi-way scenario, but the downsides? They are severe. Most poker players are not in the habit of betting and then folding their overpairs. This means you're getting stacked every time that you are outflopped. But you are not getting much when the flop misses your opponents. The slightly larger preflop raise does not contain these eventualities. If you get heads up with an opponent, he is much more likely to convince himself his one pair is good. He might also believe a check raise bluff could get you off your hand. Preflop, there are some advantages as well. A bigger raise induces this thought process. Well, I can't call because the bet size is too big. However, I still don't believe he has a good hand. What else can I do? Now, this causes many so-so players to shove into you. I cannot word to you how great this is. These mediocre players were likely to lose all their chips eventually. In one fell swoop, you take all of them and not allow better players to add them to their arsenal. You'll often see young players at live tournaments bemoaning how donkeys are giving chips to the old timers at the table. What the young guy doesn't see is that while he's being cute, he's losing value. And that senior citizen is making bet sizes that force jams from inexperienced and exuberant competition. Finally, what are you protecting when you raise so small? Everyone tells me, I don't like raising this much because I want action with my aces. A player with a very loose reputation might make 10 big blinds on average with pocket aces. If you raise right now and everyone folds, you'll be making 45% of that at 4.5 big blinds. You also have a great chance of making much more than that. Locking up 45% of your average earnings with a safe chance of severe growth should not be sneezed at. I hope these tips have helped you think of poker in a different way. Good luck to all of you. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. <laughs> but sorry about your car, man. Yes, that was an excellent article. I really like the fact that when you raise bigger, you're probably going to get the weakest player at the table calling you, which is perfect. And that's why I mentioned in the MED action I gave you to make it five big blinds plus one. So if you have three limpers, you're going to be making eight big blinds right there. Most likely, the weakest player at the table is going to be calling you, which, of course, is what you want. If you end up getting heads up against the weakest player in a bloated pot, that's just great, right? Like, let's say, for example, uh, you just make your standard five big blinds. Three players call you, right? That's a 20 big blind pot, but you're up against three other players with your pocket aces. If you make it eight big blinds, two of those limpers fold, and then one of them calls, well, that's already 16 plus the two, that's 18 plus the one from the big blinds, plus that's 19.5 big blinds in the pot. You have the exact same pot size, except you only have one player that you're up against now because you ISO'd bigger instead of making it smaller and getting two additional callers. So you're much better off making it better 
uh, bigger and enticing the fishiest players to call. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening today. And of course, thanks again to Alex Fitzgerald for writing a killer article and sending it out to his newsletter group. If you want to be a part of the action, visit PokerHeadRush.com and sign up for his newsletter just like I did. That way, you don't miss any of the free stuff that Alex sends out. It's totally worth it, I promise you. And if you want to let Alex know that I sent you his way, just tell him via Twitter, at TheAssassinato. You can listen to this and every other MED Monday episode by visiting smartpokerstudy.com slash MED Monday. And please support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash smartpokerstudy. You get some pretty cool rewards for different levels of support. And I do appreciate my Patreon insiders. Until next time, apply the MED idea to the rest of your game and practice the MED action all week long. We'll